talk about pants. I'm not going to talk about pants again. But now I'm recording, so you can do it. Yeah, but <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that you have to be in the moment. I'm not about to, like, you know, start talking about what I said. All right. No pants for cat. <laughs> I'm wearing pants. Sure you are. I totally, it's not, it's not warm enough. To go sans pants? To go sans pants and, and with shorts. Uh, okay. Hmm. When this comes out, it won't matter to people that it's 90 degrees where you are because it'll be 90 degrees where the rest of us are. Yes, so and it'll, it'll be 120 where I am. Yeah. Which is the times when I'm glad to not be where you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I was telling her. See, the thing is, it's, it's not as hot as people think. Yeah, because um, it, it doesn't have the humidity and stuff, but I'm well, sure yeah, I and, still and have to get used to it. Oh, yeah. The other thing is, oh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it there's a, a portion of August when I'm going out of my mind because, you know, it's it's 120 degrees for two months solid. Mm-hmm. And it does not cool down at night at all. That's the hard it's just part. It's always hot. And so, yes, you, you do go a little crazy because of that. But that being said, the thing with 120 degrees in the desert is, first of all, there are no buildings near you. So it's there's nothing reflecting. Like, uh, the sunshine off a uh, window mm-hmm. is much hotter than the sun, sun, sunshine. Right. So there's that. There's the fact that there's no humidity. So, I mean, it's just a whole different heat. Like, it just feels different. Mm-hmm. You don't even feel, like, even, so people who feel like, you know, like, don't like feeling like they're sweaty, so refuse to, you know, get, you know, come south for the summer, you don't sweat in the desert at all. It's too hot. The sweat evaporates off your skin, mm-hmm. immediately cooling you off. And then the other thing is everybody mm-hmm. has pools, so you just go out to the pool at, like, 2 p.m. Oh, please. If I get married, I'm getting married only once. You all are coming down here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll start we'll saving just have now. To keep us stocked with ice, giant fans. Speaking, like... speaking to Poopa, I am very single at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little mm-hmm. time to save our money then. You have a lot yeah. of time. <laughs> Since Scott's going to be spending his money to come and see me this month. Yeah. It's very sad because our exchange rate is currently 70 cents to the dollar. So my discretionary funds are like um, half again as much as they would normally be if I was trying yeah. to get them out. But, yeah, oh well. yeah, with your universal health care and your, you know, <laughs> vaguely rational <laughs> Now, politics. now, don't be fighting, kids. I had enough stuff yes. going on today. You are I welcome to fighting. come visit. We do not get to oh. 120, so you wouldn't get I that. Will. But that is that is one thing I want to do. I've been researching how far away from the border you are because I do want to come visit. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Yeah, I am away, unfortunately. But I'm kind of far away from Canada, but mm-hmm. I've never been. <laughs> I am close to various airports, so that's a possibility. But border crossing it would take a while. It's weird because I lived right next to the border for twenty, you know, six years of my life. Mm-hmm. And I never once went to Canada. See how mm. you are. I went to Canada when I was a kid. You live very close to Canada. I was in California at the time. Mm. I had to go through a, a couple here. of states to get there. What I remember about Canada was totem poles and splinters in my butt, because I was always climbing on the totem poles. Hmm. 
Yeah, that would have been West Coast then. Mm-hmm. I've I'm still going to LA next there, weekend. Think. You're doing what next weekend? Cool. I'm going to LA. Well, that'll be mm-hmm. fun. I have to make it down yep. there sometime. You should wave at Hogwarts. You'll be able to see it. No, nah, we're not going. Well, you, it's you not open yet, birthday. but you can see it I from mean, the highway. I might go. Well, I don't think it's open. I don't know. No, I mean, I mean, not this time, but when it opens. Yeah. Yeah. But still, it's it's even if it was open, I don't, don't think we'd go this weekend. I'm saving yeah, money to not. try to go at Christmas. Hmm. Shall we make a meetup of it? We might be able to. I'm taking somebody from work, or somebody from work's taking me. We'll see. The, the <laughs> That'll problem. be a really... I don't know how you would deal with that introduction. Here's my friend. <laughs> yeah, she understands. She's a Hoovian. Uh-oh. Dang, kitten's missing again. Oh. Yeah. She's wandering. She's a wanderer. Do you know what she did today? I was so impressed with her. I was cutting... One of the fences because we needed to put it, or we need to put a piece of fence around a tree to protect it. And so I was out there with the big tool cutting this massive wire and I saw her come up next to me and I was like, hi kitty. And she's like, what are you doing? And she literally climbed the fence like a ladder, like paw, 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 and just came all the way to the top so I could pick her up. It was very cute. Wow. I was very impressed. Cute. Adorable. I didn't know she <laughs> could do things like that. She's, she's learning pretty. all sorts of things. Yeah, she's a silly thing. She, oh, she attacked me. She can be so sweet, and then she bites you so hard. So, Scott, when you're here, you have to be careful, because she'll smack you in the face or she'll bite you. Hmm. And you're probably smarter than me, and you'll probably go, ow, and just leave her alone, and I hold her and make her calm down, and then she bites me all the more. So, just be smarter than I me. I don't want to right now. <laughs> I know. You have um, to... uh Keep in mind the um, the dear kitten advice. You know, mm-hmm. I wish to be petted for the requisite two times. And then one more, the, and I will bite you. Bite the crap out of you. Yes. Uh, I love the dear kitten episode or commercials. Mm-hmm. Those are amazing. Yeah. Zay Frank is fun. Did anybody watch the uh, Jeff Dunham Super Bowl Super Bowl thing? thing? Yes, it came up on I Facebook. I did not watch. Any Super Bowl stuff? I have not it's, yet. It's the only thing rela- related to the Super Bowl that I saw. But yeah, I actually I watched the last part of the game just because Mom had it on, and while well, we were getting dinner ready for the boys. Well, no. So what happened was, I was I was thinking about watching the Super Bowl, even though I don't root for the Broncos and I don't root for the Panthers, and I, you know, I mean, I have family that roots for the bank, the for the Broncos, but I really don't care. And so I was just like, it's 76, I might watch it, I might not. And then, it, you know, we got a heat wave and it was 85. And I'm just like, no, I'm not watching, you know, that. I'm going sunbathing. Mm-hmm. And so I went sunbathing instead. That works. Seems yes. entirely worthwhile to me. Oh, yeah, totally totally much more <laughs> worth it than, <laughs> I don't know. Mooney wants to chat with you now, Scott. She's asking you questions. She's like, oh, how are you? <laughs> what was I going to tell you guys? I don't remember now. I just remember last year that everyone was, like, all the young people were freaking out about this new, quote-unquote, Missy Elliott person copying off of Nicki Minaj. I'm just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Other way around. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any of that stuff. Today we were trying to do some production and we've got a new soundboard, which is great, but it doesn't know how to connect to the computer yet. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you say that. Like you can teach the soundboard how to, you know, talk to a computer. You have to actually download the right. Oh, I need. I need to turn off the tech person. Yeah. I can teaching it how to do it. No, no. You have to uh, download the driver <laughs> for yeah. the thing. We haven't put the right to. settings in on the recording software and stuff to make the software and the soundboard communicate properly. Yes. Um, yes. So what Sam did sort of as a patch today was uh, wrote the the microphone directly into the recording software and so we could record stuff and put it together that way but the soundboard itself still doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Such fun. Mhm. Oh yeah. The next few weeks will be interesting but hopefully it should clear out fairly quickly. We'll see how it goes, I guess. Take it treats. They learn better when they have treats. <laughs> yes. Give the computer do not, treats. Do not bring it coffee. <laughs> yeah. I will Here, kill you. I will pour you a cup of coffee. No. <laughs> Electronics do not respond well to liquid. No, they don't. Oh, I should have taken that cat to my mother. I knew I should have. She's out there calling her again. Oh, uh, boy. While Alex is here rubbing on my legs. Of course. Well, <coughs> we should start so so can, I can go to bed. Yeah, and we only have one more after this, and then we'll be done for a while. Alexander, you are full of nasty spots. Come up here so I can get the scissors out. Oh He's boy. like, no, thank you. So, let's see. For Friday, September 9th, this is episode 242 of Pottersick Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Previously on Pottyfic Weekly. Nerdy, awesome, fun. Nerdy, awesome, fun. That's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How about Sherbert Levin? If I start snoring, let me know. Friends Never mind. I'm not going there. I'm not going friends. there. Oh, we're just having adventures. Yep. We're adventures. Adventures are good. Good girl. Now drop those trousers. Strip. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we're evil. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I snorted so much yesterday, it was unreal. <laughs> same He's... Snape time, same Snape channel. It's all Snape, you can be fine, Trisha. I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Oh, Holy nice. shit! It's so floppy! Yes, Scott. They're there to talk about please. the sector. They're going to worry about homework. Oh, <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snork eggs. Awkward. I'm so good at nightmares. <laughs> Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the flagship of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. And I'm Kat. And we are working on chapters 31 through 40 of... Oh God, not again by Sarah1281. 
I wonder if she was born in December of 1981 or if that's just a random string of characters. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> or January 28th of, I don't know, year one. <laughs> then she'd be really old. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah is 2,000 years old. Ooh, dear. Or it could be like her locker combination or a room that she stayed in at residence or any number of other things. But uh, I love how every time we, you know, and, and I've been away for a while, but I love how every time we get an author name with a bunch of numbers, it's like, what do the numbers mean? We need arithmancy and we need to like subparse like what the numbers mean. <laughs> yeah. We do that it's when actually it's a funny names formula too. for, yeah. But we like this one because we can pronounce all of them. That's the other mm-hmm. question we get with author names is, how do you say that? Alex, <laughs> Alex, you're going to get hurt. Oh, dear. As I cut, decides to move. <laughs> the other one's on his butt, and he's got his butt as far away from me as, I can, as he can get, so that's not going to work. Bernie? Mm. Not Bernie. Bernie never came back, Alex. Oh. Bernie was Maybe eaten Bernie by found co- a nice family somewhere. Bernie was eaten by coyotes in the summertime. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's too bad. Poor Bernie. That's why we have Jenny now. He lived like, or he died like he lived. He would have been, <laughs> he would have been all right with that. <laughs> a fun I went out this, this morning. We're fermenting the chicken's food now. Oh, I thought you were going to say we were fermenting the chickens. <laughs> no, we're fermenting the chicken's food. Because it's easier to digest and then they eat less of it and there's less poop, which we like because, oh my goodness, we have lots of poop. So I went out to get the fermented mash this morning and we have a bucket of water next to it because you have to add water to it to get it to ferment. And floating Uh in the bucket of water was a mouse. So apparently the mouse decided to take itself for a swim Hmm. and did not make it out. I'd say poor mouse, but it was a mouse. It was a mouse. I was thinking, I, I'm thinking about getting rats. I know. I told you that LLL would love that, but I couldn't figure out how to spell Loopy Luna. What was her name? Looney Loopy Luna? That was it. Because she has rats. Loopy. She loves them. I hear they're very clean. Yeah. You should talk to her. They like so to Shana. cuddle when you're watching Netflix. And like 90% of my life is watching Netflix mm-hmm. when I'm not at work. So I figure, you know. And rats. Rats are, yes, rats are very clean. I, I, I think I've told the doctor's story where my, one of my former children's parent was a doctor. And the little girl wanted a guinea pig. And her mom said, are you sure you don't want a rat? Because I could just bring you a rat from the lab and, and then, you know, it, you'd save a life and things would be good. No, 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 I want a guinea pig. Okay, so dad takes her to the store and what do they come home with? A rat. A rat. Of course. And so mom went jogging and came home and the little girl's there and the little, and mom says to the little girl, where's your rat? And she said, in the shower. What do you mean the rat's in the shower? She's taking a shower with daddy. So dad's in the shower taking a shower. The rat's at the drain taking a shower with daddy. She loved to take showers. Yeah, apparently rats love taking showers. Apparently you can't have one, though. You have to have at least two, and three is mm. recommended because they're social creatures. Mm-hmm. And you, mm. and if they if they get lonely, they die. Oh. So that's so why Radigan went nuts. 
<laughs> yes. Radigan went, went nuts because he was alone all the time. Um, yeah, so it he was, was surrounded um, by mice. <laughs> he was surrounded by mice. <laughs> um, so yeah, you have to have at least one other rat with them. And you can apparently get them spayed and neutered. So you can have mm-hmm. like, you know, females and males like in the same cage. And it's Without no big deal. Having to worry about having babies. Mm-hmm. And you get them, you just like get rabies shots and everything for the rats. Mm-hmm. Just like every other animal that you own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but you don't have to license them. So that's cool. You don't have to license them, but I, I do have to double check with my leasing office that it's okay mm-hmm. before I, you know, start buying rats. Make the investment because yeah. you do need cages as well. Yes. But I have actually have, there's a space underneath where I put my TV. Mm-hmm. That is perfect for a rat cage. There you go. Hmm. I wonder if rat tonic is a real thing. <laughs> Who knows? I might. Well, I'll have to I research and find you. out. When you I would, and, I w- okay, I would have so to let's buy see. one. I I would have to name one Scabbers. <laughs> I was gonna say I think we need to name one Scabbers and we need to name one Peter. No, 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 no. No one's getting named Peter. No. <laughs> no. I, I think Scabbers and then other famous rats. I'm gonna. I would have to name them after famous rats. Uh, what's the rat in Charlotte's Web? I Templeton. Don't remember the rat's name? Templeton. Oh, yeah. Yes, Templeton. it has to be named Templeton. There yeah. you go. Was Templeton Rupert a rat? and and Scabbers and the mouse. That's what I thought. And what's the, what's the rat in Ratatouille? Um, Remy. There yes, you go. Remy. We've named them all for you. <laughs> I'm sure there are other ones you could find if you prefer. Yeah, I'm nope, gonna have to nope. do a uh, a list, but but definitely um, Scabbers is going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. So, but oh, here we are, and we, we forgot about Rizzo. <laughs> I love that we started the podcast and immediately went <laughs> off topic to talk about rats. We were never on topic, so this counts as the topic. We are so bad. <laughs> or, so our ooh, s- there's so many ah dang it okay sorry no, I'm so many good rat names I know she's googling rats we're googling rats right now yep that's right I, I you need I to go a, on I, I have a feeling that that's going to make it to the uh, you need to go on the forum because there's now a thread called the things that we google and write that you are googling the names of rats in there. <laughs> I will allow you to do that even during the podcast since you're already Googling rats as it is. So, and speaking of rats, which could translate to ferrets and weasels, but that was what we talked about at dinner last night, mm-hmm. weasels. Michael said he, he'd he only ever seen a weasel once, and he was impressed by how small they were. They are very but, small. Heffalumps so, and weasels? Yep. We have... We're way off course. Poor Harry, he's having a bad day, and he should have figured it out before it all started, but... Yes. He's At the got- end of the last chapter, Draco got a picture of Neville's Bockert, which mm-hmm. was Harry in drag, because yes. Neville is terrified that Harry will become Minister for Magic and start making all sorts of arbitrary, insane rules about things. Mm-hmm. Um, Poor Neville. <laughs> yes. Neville so they now have pictures of Harry dressed up in Grand's clothes. <laughs> And Draco has decided to take a, a page out of Harry's book and market these. So he is yes, he's made wall scrolls, them, and people are coming by to see if Harry will sign them. 
And Harry, ever the entrepreneur... Eventually, Harry gives in. Uh-huh. He, ever the entrepreneur says that he'll sign them for Draco for a cut of the prostitutes. So that he can just sign them all up front and he doesn't have to keep having everybody come up and ask him. Well, and Draco can increase the size of the, um, the how expensive they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're more yeah. valuable now. Because yes. they're signed by Harry. <laughs> yes, they have a little barter going on. Uh, 10%, the- 20, 15, deal! <laughs> and Harry wants to know how he knew to be there. And Draco says, well, Professor Snape told me to get a camera, so I had to borrow Pansy's. What's Pansy doing? Oh, she's, uh... She's apparently decided to write a book for parents and new students about what to expect, and she's taking a bunch of pictures of the castle and classes and things. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, they uh, head away from each other at some point, and now Harry is waiting impatiently in line to leave the castle, because it's a Hogsmeade weekend, and Parvati is crying. And it's the moment from canon when she found out that her rabbit had died uh, from home. And uh, it's the it's the day when uh, Tro- Professor Trelawney told her the thing that she'd been dreading would happen. And mm-hmm. in canon, Tremaine has more opportunity to say logical but ill-considered things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But in this case, yeah. Harry kind of interrupts what's going on and... Uh, <laughs> Then there's crying girls, and he's like, oh, uh, I forgot my money. Let's go. Well, well, Lavender was was like, oh, I also got my period today. And Harry's like, um, um, problems. No. (laughs) 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 Gotta go. All the boys leave immediately. And (laughs) as Ginny walks by, Harry... uh, asks her to report when they've stopped talking about girl things so they can come out. (laughs) (laughs) She will do it, but only for a case of Honeydew or a box of Honeyduke's chocolates. Yeah, and he offers to buy her five. Mm -hmm. If she'll let him know when they're gone so they can completely avoid the girls. Mm. Yeah. And then we jump to Hagrid's first, or to Hagrid's class. And basically, yes. and this is kind of showing them a... much more fun things than in canon because his mm-hmm. first lesson was actually a success. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And potions is pretty much the same. Trelawney's mm-hmm. convinced Trelawney that Harry's. Le- Go ahead. Well, Trelawney lets him off with less homework. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yes, Harry's because a his true facial disfigurement is a true prodigy. Serious mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Remus. And are Harry's both. trying to remember when did I come up with that anyway? It was supposed to be a one off thing. But... <laughs> Psychic star is part of his legend now. And apparently Lockhart sent him a postcard to say that his new book is done and he's dedicating it to Harry. He set the postcard on fire and then set the ashes on fire. Uh, Yeah. And and Draco's decided is convincing everybody that the posters or the wall hangings are collector's items, even though he's selling them to everybody and their brother. And Mm -hmm. And Harry's thinks it's weird that Draco's actually being good at this, and Sirius says that's what you get for p- pissing off Narcissa. Oh, yeah. This is true. Because she's probably but giving I think tips. If mm-hmm. I remember the first time I read this all the way through, this was right around the point when I was thinking, God, I hope that they, you know, show everybody's reactions to Harry actually telling them, you know, he's from the future, and the last four years <laughs> have been, you know... Him just knowing ahead of time what was going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. And they're in Remus and Sirius's office to plan what they're going to do to Snape. And, and Remus is like, I don't want any part of this. He's trying to be the responsible one. And Sirius yeah. is having none of that. Well, I, I love the line of the, to this dialogue of, you know, you could try acting like a responsible member of society and not reviving this pe- petty rivalry, Remus suggested. Sirius just stared at him. Wow, you are really bad at this. I'm never leaving you alone for 12 years again. Whatever makes you happy, Sirius. Remus said serenely. It's a good philosophy. <laughs> I think more people should adopt it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sirius wants everybody to think about what makes him happy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then we move on to another canon incident of uh, the Slytherins backing out of the game because the weather's bad. But this time, Draco doesn't have the excuse of having his arm mauled by Buckbeak. So he has reductoed his own wrist, apparently. So he breaks it himself, the knucklehead. He really wanted yeah. to get out of the rain. <laughs> and, and Harry's well, like, I mean, does he know what it's like to have your bones regrown? Idiot. Apparently not. <laughs> apparently That's not. dedication. Completely stupid, but dedication. No, yeah. I will say, several bones in your wrist is not the same as every single bone in your entire arm. This okay. is also true. true. Mm-hmm. But still. It, it probably still hurt like a mother, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm guessing not as bad as it did for Harry. Probably. Yeah. Probably. So. And then we have... It's, it's a dark arts class. And yes. Professor Lupin is there, and he says, Sorry, I'm late. I was dealing with a Quidditch fanatic, and uh, and Remus takes ten points from Gryffindor and tells him to sit down coldly. And he's like, hmm, point a minute then. Yes. Yeah. So can I come back in an hour or maybe Monday? We could get a lot of points <laughs> off. That'd be great. Uh, and we find out that it's Professor Snape who's made to look like Remus Lupin because Sirius has decided that that would make the transition easier because it's a full moon night. So Remus is having his furry little problem. Yes. So Sirius has hexed Snape into looking like Lupin. Mm-hmm. And Snape is, Snape is doing his, hmm, no lesson plans. What should we study? And Harry's like, sir, I think we should study werewolves, sir. And Snape's like, It's an interesting really? request. <laughs> no particular yeah. reason. Widespread ignorance about lycanthropy. Do you know people actually believe werewolves live in the Forbidden Forest and you could actually raise a werewolf cub as though it were a pet? Werewolves only transform in the full moon. But Harry, <laughs> we're about to sleep. <laughs> Thank you, <bugs. laughs> Yep. But if yep. Professor Lupin wanted you to study Hinky Pucks, he should have left, left a lesson planned. Shame on him. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Potter's idea has merit. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because that was what Snape was going to do anyway, but oh well. Yeah. Which Harry knew. And then he starts with an easy question. What's the difference between a werewolf and a werewolf? And Hermione can't answer because she's memorized the textbook. So Dean Thomas is like, a true wolf is around all the time. And a werewolf is only once a month. <laughs> and Snape's like, anybody have anything that. that we haven't already said? <laughs> and Harry answers. And he's like, oh, yeah, I memorized the book. Sorry, Professor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Harry's answer is, if we get close enough to see the difference, it doesn't mean it doesn't really matter. Because if it is a werewolf, then we're in trouble. We're uh, dead anyhow. We're dead uh, anyhow. 
And Harry would know because he has been close enough to a world. <laughs> Not that he's telling anybody that. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. So this this chapter is sort of like um, greatest hits of several months of canon. Mm-hmm. We just skip to after the Quidditch game where the Dementors showed up and Cedric caught the snitch and Harry's Good. being very accusing about that. How mm-hmm. how could you possibly catch the snitch when I'm busy heroically fending off the Dementors and saving everybody? Uh, and so Cedric like, says, I didn't even know they were there! How could you not notice? <laughs> it was very I poor visibility. I thought it was fog. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know and, that they were mating. Oh, wait. Is that canon? Yeah, I think it is. Fog. And apparently Harry has bet Luna that uh, Dementors would show up um, and he'd mm-hmm. lose the match. Or he, he's he's had Luna go around betting this with people so that he can make the money. <laughs> right, because if she bets them and it happens, then they'll accuse him of throwing the match. And that's not what, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Luna's decided she's going to write an article on this because she doesn't quite understand why Dementors are so pro- pro-Hufflepuff. Because <laughs> they yes. wanted Hufflepuff. <laughs> I wonder. They particularly <laughs> like Cedric for some reason, uh, why they would have found them. <laughs> Disrupted the match that way. Yeah. People want to know how Harry knows. And of course he says, my scar told me. He's like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> and Cedric's like, you think Dementors like me? Is that a good thing? No. <laughs> Probably <laughs> Then not. they want to take your soul. You should study to, so you can produce a Patronus too. <laughs> and then there's also the question if, are the Dementors rebelling from the Ministry, or did somebody in the Ministry send them? Hmm. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. uh, this time, because Harry didn't fall off his broom from all of that, he's in a position to go and talk some sense into Wood, who is trying to drown himself in the sink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I've only lost one match in three years. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> but we lost the match. Pretty sure this falls under act of God. There's not much I can do, you know. Cedric spots the snitch, and I'm in the middle of saving everyone from Dementors. And at least we were playing Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You'd never it was Slytherin. Draco would never shut up about it. Yep. Yeah. And then- so if we go to the next Defense Against the Dark Arts class, and Harry's sort of peeking around the corner, going, "Is it going to escape again?" <laughs> no, it's the real Remus. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like. Do we really have to turn in this essay? What essay? The one about werewolves. Gulp. Oh, well, you did a werewolf essay, did you? Well, no, you, you don't have to do it. But we've already done it. Oh. oh. Um, All right. <laughs> Go give it to, to Snape. He'll grade him. Yeah. Let's, let's well, cover I, hinky punks. I, I love how Hermione, you know, immediately points the finger at Harry and goes, you know, well, Harry suggested studying werewolves, and we're just like, what? <laughs> really? Wait, what? <laughs> Why would you he do says that, the Harry? the misconceptions were annoying me. And apparently they annoyed Professor Snape, too, because he made every class do werewolves. <laughs> hmm. Great. Yeah. And then Harry corners Hermione. Did you find out anything interesting about werewolves, Hermione? Sirius is like, wait, he made you do a werewolf essay? I'm going to kill him. Oh, I guess that means Professor Lupin really is a werewolf. (laughs) 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 And then Harry just goes, she figured it out before, too. It's not like, you know, we stopped it from happening. It's his fault. Mm -hmm. It's not Harry's fault. 
Yes. So they explain about the Wolfsbane potion and how it's perfectly fine for Remus to be there. And, you know, mm-hmm. Dumbledore made uh, precautions when he was a child. And Hermione says, oh, well, I guess if Dumbledore thinks it's okay, it must be safe. Well, and <laughs> yeah, then, because you know, Dumbledore. And then he explains that Snape really uh, never really liked Remus. And um, he just can't actually tell anyone so he's hinting at it. So it's so immature, it's unbelievable. Pot meat kettle. <laughs> yes, this is yeah. serious. T- calling someone else immature. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Part of the reason that Sirius and Snape dislike each other so much is that they're m- much more alike than either of them would care to acknowledge. But I love the next part because Luna and her father actually investigate the circumstances behind the Dementors and they lead it back to Dolores Umbridge. Woohoo, <laughs> Luna! You go, girl! <laughs> And she's not quite as high up in the ministry at this point, so she actually gets investigated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she's insisting he didn't know anything about it, and Harry's like, yeah, probably he really is that oblivious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Harry's no, like, but- Madam Bones would be a good minister. And yeah. so would I. Yeah. <laughs> Luna says, yeah, but if she's minister, who would be in charge of the Aurors? We wouldn't want them to be incompetent. And he says, hmm. Well, Neville's boggard actually had a good point. Maybe I should try to be minister. Luna's like, I never liked Mondays. Because apparently he was going to do away with Mon- Mondays in Neville's scenario. Yes. The boggard Harry comes up with all sorts of ridiculous things. To mm-hmm. and- based, on, based on reading this and rereading this, I know that... um. Luna knows that Harry is more serious than he lets on. Mm-hmm. I have strong suspicions that Luna knows that um, Harry is not of this timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if she knows yet. But I have a feeling she'll figure it out. Yeah. I think so, that comes or, up in these chapters, has- doesn't it? He's going to divination and he's a little upset because everybody else had cheering charms done on them. But Hermione wouldn't do them on him because he's too daggone cheerful as it is. <laughs> and she even convinces the teacher to not they do it. They think a magically cheerful uh, Harry would be far too scary a thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's and really, I didn't. So this part I didn't understand because Harry is sarcastic and he doesn't take things very seriously. But he's not really a cheerful guy. Like, even in this universe where it's crack, like, he's not exactly cheerful. It's, you know, he's just, you know... I don't know that they're necessarily saying he's too cheerful already. They're just saying that the concept of him being really cheerful about something, along with the general insanity he's been projecting, is probably a a scary thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't want to make him even more like Luna. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That's it. They don't want a hyperactive Harry. Uh, no. It's, it'd be like Harry on Felix Felicis. Which you happened. Know? I know. But I'm thinking Harry, mm-hmm. movie Harry, kind of skipping around. It'd be that, that kind of a Harry, so. Well, then by all means, come along, sir. 
Yeah. I can see him being a little, which apparently is Dan Radcliffe. They just told Dan Radcliffe to be himself. And that's exactly what he did. Which, <laughs> which is that's fun. Awesome, mm-hmm. mostly because that's like that. That produced some of the like best book Harry scenes mm-hmm. in the films because it was very much this like sarcastic, snarky, like you know, teenage boy. Which you really, I guess, it's very hard to script to script teenage boy. Mm-hmm. But like the whole like not to mention the pincers, <laughs> pincers, <laughs> the pincers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and this was exactly what Harry would be like. Mm-hmm. And then we have them all trooping up for divination, and they're doing crystal balls. They're doing, yeah. Early. She's decided that she needs to do them because they're going to be on the final exam. And Hermione's like, "Well, don't you make the final exam? Of course, they're going to be on the final exam. That's stupid." And yes, basically, that's one of, that's one of the. Um, Bits from canon. Mm-hmm. And Harry points that self-fulfilling prophecies are the most dangerous kind, and we don't know that the orb, uh, that the orb will be on our final exam if Professor Trelawney hadn't been notified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and goes, self-fulfilling prophecies sound really, really lame. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but... But still might be true. Yeah. Well, they can still be cool. I mean, Harry kind of self self fulfilled his own prophecy by casting a Patronus in Prisoner of Azkaban. That's true. Is true. Yeah, that was totally a self fulfilling prophecy, and not lame at mm-hmm. all. Because what thirteen year old can you know cast a corporal Patronus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry Potter, so apparently. But yeah, yep. He's They're Harry looking, Potter. He's Harry Potter into the crystal balls, and. You know, what do you see? Harry's like, fog. Oh, wait, I have to make something up. And so Neville's making up things, too. And Neville's like, I see Gryffindor winning the House Cup for the third year in a row. I hate you. You know that, right? <laughs> Says Harry. Neville's like, I can Harry is that. really against the House Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and he's decided that uh, Snape is going to turn... Uh, Sirius is going to turn Snape into at least four different people by the end of the year. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah I mean, they they won the House Cup six years in a row. Every year that Harry was at Hogwarts, they won the House mm-hmm. Cup. I mean, I would if I were Harry, yeah. I would want something different. Yeah, this is true. Especially if the headmaster kept, you know, awarding me points for things that I did to save the world. Like, you know, yeah. sure, you know, things that he did when he was eleven might not he might not have realized that they you know would eventually get him to saving the world, but you know. He saved the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if... I guess probably not because Dumbledore wasn't there, but I'm just picturing, like, book seven, Hogwarts, and Harry's not even there, but it's like, and <laughs> 5,000 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> no, because Snape was Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Slytherins were winning by leaps and bounds, and I don't think any of the other houses had anything. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, I'm sure n- nobody had anything, and yeah. I so. did notice that... Uh, McGonagall probably wouldn't have done that the next year either. Mm-mm. Oh, well. Well, once everyone gets tortured, you know, almost to death, and a bunch of, you know, half your student body is killed, and, you know, points really don't matter. <laughs> this is true. And this is where Hermione leaves us. She finally gets fed up and storms out of divination. 
And yes, as in canon. But in this canon. version, uh, Ron has seen in his crystal ball that um, Harry and one of the twins are going to enter themselves into some sort of international competition. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Ron really is good at divination and just doesn't realize it. Foreshadowing much? <laughs> This is the thing is every, if you look up if you go back to Goblet of Fire if you look at every time that Ron makes a prediction it comes true. It comes true. I know. Even if he's just like faking it, it comes true and it's just like and yes, Rowling used that as a as a, you know, as a foreshadowing tool, but it's kind of one of those things of I wonder if anyone ever like pointed out to Ron that like all his predictions were coming true. <laughs> no, cuz then he would have freaked out. <laughs> Uh, but wouldn't have that been entertaining if Luna just been like, you, you're a seer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Neville wants to know if he can drop the class too, and Tronani won't even let him. Nope, sorry. And then Harry slides into the seat next door at Muggle Studies, and he says, that's quite a show, and she said, I don't want to talk about it. I figured. But still, you dropped a class right before exams. Are you sure that's the best decision? She's just like, Rrr. yeah. Apparently, I don't have the inner eye or your skills at lying your ass off. <laughs> I think maybe she's a little mad. Yeah, this is definitely around the time that I wanted Harry to tell everybody because I just want, wanted to see the look on Hermione's face. <laughs> He's not mm-hmm. lying. And I love that Harry's talking to Theo. Hi, Theodore. Why are you talking to me again? Because you're the one person I found aside from... Professor Snape that doesn't like me. <laughs> Peter's like, that's what you think. You <laughs> uh, realize you said like some sort of cult leader, right? Peter asked. Mm-hmm. I think you picked the wrong house if you think thinking of being the next dar- or being a dark lord. Oh, I've got my heart set on Minister of Magic. Now that is a scary thought. <laughs> I'll go abroad if that ever happens. I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> yeah, and then he wants to know if if uh, Harry often obsesses over Slytherin boys. And Harry's going no, and then like, wait a second. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe Draco and Snape. Voldemort, and- <laughs> Draco. <laughs> kind of, but not like that. And then Professor Burbage comes in and says, We're gonna start with divination in our mighty groans. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'm sure the uh the muggle version of divination, you know, would be interesting, like palm reading and like, you know, mm-hmm. the hokey, like, you know, laser signs that you see on, um, there's, you know, around here, there's, people are very into crystals and apparently there are vortexes up in, uh, in, uh, Sedona mm-hmm. that like people go to and like feel and, you know, I'm not really into that sort of thing, but you know, to each yeah. their own. There you go. Yeah. And then we go to Harry being worried about the next Quidditch match because, you know, he lost the last one. Don't worry, Harry, you'll be fine. I know. You've got a firebolt. I've had a firebolt for all the matches. Oh. If you die, can I have your broom? Says Ginny. <laughs> I like Ginny in this one. Mm-hmm. She's very smart. Yeah. And... You know, he's worried about the Dementors invading again, and 
He wants to know if anybody's actually listening to him, and Percy says, I doubt it. You know, everybody's got Quidditch fever. Nobody's listening to you. And uh, Percy tells him that he's very enthusiastic about Quidditch, but you barely support the team. And he says, well, Bill and Charlie used to play it all the time using my toys as quaffles, so, you know, I didn't like it very much. But you can't share a dorm room with Wood and not pick up some pick up stuff. Pick up things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of like your brothers, you know, stealing your, you know, your balls for a foot and playing, you know, like a football with your dolls. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then uh, yeah, going yeah, to school with somebody who's, so who's completely football mad. Mm-hmm. And then we have Harry talking to Flint. Hey, Flint. What, Potter? Yes. You've been to all the I games? Like Apparently in this version, uh, Flint didn't, skip a year or have to be held back a year. He just kept coming back for all the games and practices. He didn't go to any other classes. Just no. And any of the teachers that saw him at a game assumed he was being held at, held back for some other teacher's class. Yeah. <laughs> so I he know just you graduated. stayed behind because there isn't any good captain material in Slytherin this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fine. All right. Now let's see. Where's the snitch? Well, it's not like Harry has a technical leg to stand on because technically he's, you know, what is he, like, you know, 28 now? 29? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's repeating the whole thing. Not just one yeah. year. <laughs> he went back for all seven years. Yeah. <laughs> and he sees the snitch and he goes after it and all of a sudden his broom slows down. And he's like, what? And Draco's grabbed a hold of his detail and so he starts throwing stingy hexes at us, at Draco. And then he uh, gets it. There I go. Three for three. I've still got it. Yay. And we move on. Yay. We move on to 34. Mm-hmm. We have an author's note that says, no one fails their final year at Hogwarts. So. Yes, because you just sort of pass regardless. You know, If you do poorly on your owls or newts, you might have some career problems. People don't mm-hmm. fail for being stupid. They fail for lack of attendance or not doing the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the author, Sarah, does not believe that um, uh, Marcus Flint really failed a year. So this right. is her I kind of like that. Explanation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty fun one. <laughs> and so we skip over most of the description of the exams, but um, mm-hmm. Hermione is still complaining about how her tortoise looked more like a turtle. She was turning a teapot into a tortoise and it came out looking mm-hmm. more like a turtle. She's going, <laughs> you did the spell for changing a teacup into a tortoise and really, it's not that much of a difference. Like Ron's was still peeing tea. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. <clears throat> oh, please, Hermione, no one fails, ever. Marcus Flint did. <laughs> Harry snorts. I can't get that image out of my head. <laughs> Would you like some tea? No, thank you very much. <laughs> Can you just imagine, like, at tea, like, a tortoise, tortoise comes over? This totally Reminds brings up the Berlin whole... The sword and the stone. <laughs> He's got his animated uh... shoe things. <laughs> no, I'm remembering the the squatty potty with the unicorn ice cream. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> That's terrible. Are we back to everybody poops again? Yep. I gotta take that book to school. Yeah. I should remember. 
Anyway, so yeah, so Hermione Noah fails. Somebody fails, you know, Marcus Flint fails, and Harry says, no, he just came back to play Quidditch. And she tells like, yeah, right, like anyone would come back to school just to play Quidditch. And the boys are like, <laughs> dead no, yeah, I would. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. And Harry Great goes, idea. you would have to pay me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Harry's hardly one to talk of, of being paid, you know, he came back and did all seven years, so... Mm-hmm. Shut up, Harry. Yeah. Yep. And apparently Hannah turned her teacup into a flock of flamingos instead. Oops. And Professor <laughs> McGonagall thinks that Harry's a a prodigy because just like his father. Yes. <laughs> He's already taken seventh year transfiguration, so second year is really not that hard. No, yeah. not at all. Really not. Yeah. Or I guess it's is it third year or fourth year now? I guess it's fourth year because we're doing the tournament things. Or, no, it becomes Second. fourth year during this set of chapters. Oh, yeah, yeah, it third. becomes fourth year. Yeah. Or, yeah another 13. Yeah. So the potions exam was, wasn't was too bad. Uh, Hagrid's was more interesting than don't kill the flubber worms. Yeah. Which is what Harry They all had to fight on the hippogriff, and it was fine for Harry because he's done it already. The rest of them were mm-hmm. too scared to learn in the first class, so then they had some problems. Um but and apparently Sirius is living up to Harry's prediction and has turned Snape into Slughorn for the course of the uh, potions exam. <laughs> well, because Slughorn is not nearly as scary as Snape is, so that's good. Yeah, Michael. Well, studies- all you have to do is you know feed him some crystallized pineapple, and then you're good. He's happy. You got your A. As <laughs> yes, well, this is only this is still Snape. He just looks like Slughorn, so it's not it's quite true. as disconcerting to have him hovering behind you. Muggle studies was fun. She took him into uh, London and gave him some a few pounds and told him to let, act inconspicuous. <laughs> go, go, don't get noticed, okay? Yeah. All right, so we'll be tourists. Never mind. He just wandered around being tourists. <laughs> it was perfectly fine for them. Mm-hmm. And probably the first time Harry's ever seen London. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be. Divination. Don't know he just whether he might things. have between the end of canon and. However many years passed since before he came back, but that is uh, true. And then, so divination is just making up stuff. Yeah, history of magic exam. It's quite different because it's serious instead of bins. And he's said everyone's going to have to write an essay from either two hundred to sixteen hundred words, depending on how well they do on the quiz. And he's asking everyone trivia questions. And if they get them right, they the number of words they're going to have to write keeps going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Hermione gets the 200-word essay, which, of course, she can't handle because it's not enough words. So hers becomes 3,000 3, words. <laughs> which is more than he would have assigned if he got them all wrong. Mm-hmm. Can I say, as far as writing goes, Hermione, like, I've turned into Hermione. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, cannot, I cannot write something short. It's impossible. It's so hard. That's why it's called Drabbles. That's why it's a contest. I hate Drabbles. I love I Drabbles. I can't deal with Drabbles. I can very rarely do proper actual Drabbles where it's exactly 100 words because that's hard. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can do ficlets, which are, you know, 100 to 400 somewhere. Um, yeah. I can do, I've done double and triple Drabbles that are exactly 200 and 300 words. I might have done some actual Drabbles occasionally, but it is hard to do. 
there's too much I want to write. Well, that's the whole idea could, is that you have to try it enough, but you have to become used to doing longer down. things. But we have Harry. Anyway, Hermione having, can't. Yes, Hermione you know, can't. Who's? Yes, she has not learned and, to be short. She con- <laughs> she is not a concise uh, essay writer. <laughs> no. Yes. By any well, also I I feel like she she is so type A she can't not you know put down give all the every details. single thing mm-hmm. yeah every single thing she's ever learned and you know she can't, she can't not do the assignment and right. the assignment at its you know origins is write everything that you've written or that you've everything read that you've learned everything that you've learned in this class. No, it's a, something that you've learned that year. It's not everything from the entire class or everybody would have had oh, to okay. do it. But they have to write an essay on something that they've learned that year. And mm-hmm. uh, Hermione had trouble limiting it to one thing, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I, I would argue that it's not so much that she can limit, she couldn't limit it to one thing. It's that she can't not leave any detail out. Yeah, she's supplying everything Absolutely everything they learned about that one thing. <laughs> Hermione's very tame. Like Hermione. I, I, yeah. you know, walking away from canon and like coming back, I've realized Hermione's very type A. Ron is very type B, and, and Harry's somewhere in the mi- middle. Which is why they work. Yep. Which is why the trio the, works. Yeah, it's the quintessential trio thing. It's like um, Kirk, McCoy, and Spock are um, on two extremes, and then in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. You yeah, sort that's of do true. that. Yeah. Not the same extremes, but I suppose it's a literary tool. Yeah. There you go. So we're having uh the Defense Against Dark Arts exam, which of course is the obstacle course, which Harry does backwards with his eyes shut, I think. Yes, with his eyes closed and without his wand. Without his wand, just History to be a brat. Is nothing if not a showboat. <laughs> And, uh, well, and, and also, you know, that would be cha- like if, if he was doing it forwards with his eyes open and with his wand, like any normal 30 year, like this guy is, you know, killed Voldemort. That would <laughs> be like, you know, this, yeah. <laughs> well, he's yeah. just like, killed Voldemort. Like, this is nothing. This is like breathing. <laughs> he has to entertain well, his brain at some point. Yes. Ron got led astray by the hinky punk, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Poor Ron. And, yeah. Uh, McGonagall, instead of doing sonnet spewing, was doing a rapping opera. I am not and sure how that works. No, nope. it does not work. No. <laughs> Alex, if you lay so on my computer, you're going to turn it off. Mostly dude. because rapping isn't pretty much entirely like spoken word. Mm-hmm. Rapping and all is, all is a. definition is entirely sung. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Opera is, is spoken word to a rhythm and a beat. Opera right. is not. Although there are rap musicals now, apparently, so there's that. There are rap musicals, but... But, but not opera. <laughs> those are still... It's it's the, the form of a musical where characters stop dialogue to sing a song, but instead mm-hmm. of singing a song, they do a rap. That's a rap musical. Yeah. I don't believe rap opera is possible. But you know, you never, you know. never know. Yeah. You never know. You never know what might happen. Um. So it, it it's possibly that you know it it's possible that it's a possible thing, but yes. I don't believe it is. 
And Harry has the idea to try and convince the real McGonagall to do it, and Ron sort of interrupts him mid-thought. Just, no, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, Neville screams. Neville has been in with his bogger for 20 minutes. Uh, it's like, <laughs> Harry, you wouldn't really convert your old house into a haunted house, would you? Or allow people to keep their name off the list of res- registered animagi by playing extra? Or give house elves a union? Or allow goblins to use wands on Mondays? <laughs> or make everyone Since wear pink on Thursdays. Uh, mm-hmm. Or regularly import llamas. And he's like, <laughs> how many of those things do you have? <laughs> and he was in there for 20 minutes. Uh, well, so, oh, I, I, just to go back a, a little bit, um, I do love the fact that Ron and Harry are, you know, discussing this um, at, you know, once Harry and, and Ron get finished. And you know, Harry goes, I can't believe you took directions from our exam. And Ron goes, what would you know? You had your eyes closed the entire time. It's not like you would have stopped it and asked for directions, Ron replied. I get that you're sore that I beat you so blatantly in this exam, Harry told his attitude friend. But you have to re- remember, this is my subject. You had the fastest time yet, Ron pointed out, still irritated. My subject. <laughs> yes. Your modesty is really your best quality, Harry. <laughs> it is, it is. Uh-huh. But it is his subject. It it's is true. his subject. He owns it. And poor devil faints because Harry tells him he really is considering running for minister. <laughs> He's uh, so faking. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's the end of and term. So, and Harry and doesn't Harry even go to the Gryffindor table. Because... He wants to sit with someone who will be unhappy when Gryffindor wins. <laughs> so he goes to Slytherin. <laughs> and everybody's telling Blaze not to talk to him, and he's like, but you're all talking to him. <laughs> I don't need encouragement. I'm a Gryffindor. We noticed. We noticed. <laughs> Why are you at our table? And the, this has been the highest scoring year ever, because Sirius has been handing out 50 points everyone every time someone says Voldemort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and Harry says that. He's been giving out 50 points every time he's, somebody says Voldemort, and it's the first time he's ever said Voldemort, and so t- they have to change the point total because he gets 50 yes. points. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Well, once I did not actually have any last minute to think about. Oh, correction, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> So Gryffindor goes up to 13,927. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> yep. Everybody knew you were going to win. Not helping. Not trying to. Does everybody get to talk to him but me? Says Blaze. Yeah. And then we scene shift to Harry talking to Remus, and he wants to know how he managed to beat the curse on the... And, and he just signed a one-year contract. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't have to be taken out by the curse in any way. Yeah. And so we find out that Remus has been hired to be Lord Black because Sirius can't, that's like too much work to actually be the Lord and do all the lordly things that you have to do. So now Remus is going to be in charge yes. of all the lordly things and take care He's of it basically all. Basically being the regent mm-hmm. and doing all yeah. the paperwork. Yep. And, you know, hanging out with his girlfriend, Nymphadora. She's not my girlfriend. She lets, she lets you, you call, call her Nymphadora. Nymphadora. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so did Charlie and Oliver. And, yeah, or Charlie and Cedric. Yeah. Yep. 
She doesn't do first name privileges, but on on best anymore. I should know. I've tried. (laughs) Yep. So we are on to chapter 35. 35. 35. (laughs) Harry and Sirius decide that Remus and Tonks need to come with them to the Quidditch World Cup. Mm-hmm. Ostensibly because Remus is Sirius's best friend and Tonks is Sirius's only cool relative, but mostly so they have to spend time together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. yeah. And so they, they meet the Diggories, the- and Harry finds Amos rather creepy. Mm-hmm. Well, I love this. is such a be- such a you know better reaction to Amos Diggory. It's like you beat Harry Potter. Harry goes, how does it feel to have your father deciding that winning an amateur Quidditch match is going to be the greatest achievement in life? Harry mm-hmm. asked curiously. Cedric made a fa- face. Fantastic! I thought I'd, uh, it, I'd imagine it's almost as nice as having everyone decide your greatest achievement will, will be making it to your second birthday. Something everyone else managed just fine without getting famous. Harry laughed. Touche! Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... We find mm-hmm. out that... He acknowledges that is the only one who's ever beaten him at Quidditch, but, you know, being better than three other people isn't really saying all that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah. he does say that he didn't even know the snitch was there, and Cedric would have caught it anyhow because he hadn't seen it. So, even if the Dementors hadn't yeah, been there. so that, that particular game, he probably did win anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, Harry did the math after... um all the stuff with Cedric the first time around wrong, and Cedric was a, a sixth, sixth year when he died. Yeah. No, not a seventh year. Oh, you're making it even worse. What? Word of advice. If you ever find yourself suddenly, mysteriously port-keyed to a graveyard, don't ask questions, don't look around, just grab the port-key again and get out of there. Okay? <laughs> sure. Yeah, what can I say? I'm a divination prodigy. <laughs> I don't believe yeah. in div- divination. That's okay. But if you ever find yourself in this situation, just do what I say. Yeah. So. And Remus and Amos have been discussing a bill on werewolf rights that Remus is working up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Remus says, well, I'm mostly yeah. doing it because I'm a werewolf. What? Yeah. yeah. If I weren't, I wouldn't be aware of the blatant discrimination and appalling treatment we receive. And... Besides, not very many people actually know that, so it probably won't impact the bill too much. Mm-hmm. And Harry's like, oh, your furry little problem is being a werewolf. I thought you had a badly behaved were- rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> Shameful little rabbits. <laughs> so they finally hunt down the Weasleys. Yeah, and- like, what took so long? We've been here for hours. Oh, we just side along operated. <laughs> you can do that? Wait a minute. <laughs> and Tonks almost starts oh, to riot. four of us who could operate and six of us who couldn't, <laughs> and I didn't want to make two trips. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. And yes, Tonks apparently almost started a riot because she admitted she didn't know who the teams were when she's coming to the World Cup. But there's some guy named Crumb. We know he's on a team, but I don't know what the team is. <laughs> She's like, ah! <laughs> and even Percy knows who the teams are because he's Oliver's roommate. Mm-hmm. How could you well, not know is, that? He has five other brothers and a, and a Quidditch mad sister, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Hermione knows who the teams are, too, but then she read stuff about it, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the twins and are making their bet. But Harry goes in and makes a bet with him, too, so that 
when he loses, he'll be able to give them some money. Yes, uh-huh. they'll at least have his 50 galleons and not have lost their entire savings. Mm-hmm. And Barty Crouch is a, acting a little bit differently this time. He actually knows um, Percy's last name. Which yep. It occurs to Harry actually makes sense. You know, he's worked with Arthur for however many years. Uh, it does make sense. But my prediction, which we do not know as of the end of these chapters, is that Barty Jr. is already impersonating his father and isn't going to mother impersonating Moody instead. I believe so, especially since, you know, I brought my own drink mm-hmm. and he takes a hip of his flask. I believe yeah. that indicates uh-huh. that it's Brad Barty Crouch Jr. Yep. We will see. We but will Harry see. doesn't take Louie in him that as of yep. yet. And we, no. we hear about Bertha Jorkins. Poor Bertha. Who's got a memory like a leaky cauldron and no sense of direction. Harry's hating coincidences because and she was lost in Albania, so probably some dark wizard or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we know which dark wizard there is? And then we're heading. Yeah, I know. Hmm. There's a dark wizard somewhere. Who could it be? And they're all heading up to the top box. Sirius got top box. Voldemort because he's dead. (laughs) My scar says he isn't. Yeah. So yeah, Sirius got top box as far as reparation. Yeah. The rest went. The rest of which he spent on Harry's firebolt. And he speaks Bulgarian, so he goes over and talks to the Bulgarian minister. So he knows what's going on. And then mm. Narcissa and Draco and Lucius come in. Mm. And Narcissa also speaks Bulgarian. Mm-hmm. Because they all had to learn it in case they wound up going to Durmstrang. Right. But they decided that the uniforms were tacky. Well, Rich people they, yeah. problems. We're not going to go to a school because the uniform's tacky. All that fur, you know. Don't wear fur all the time. Good you. And Harry invites Draco <laughs> to come sit with him, but he's got to do it in such a way that it won't offend his parents, not offend his <laughs> yeah. mother. I'm going to go sit doesn't... with the boy who saved us all from the Bye. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to stay far away from Ron. Yes. Yep. Yeah. He has to. He'll come sit by Harry if Neville sits on his other side. Uh, so he can say he's sitting with pure bloods. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love yeah. Neville's question. Does your father even know who Hermione is? <laughs> no, but Narcissa might. Yep. And then we've got the the leprechauns and the Vila. 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 All of a sudden I was like, that word's not right. Doesn't exist otherwise. The only one yes. that doesn't isn't affected. Yeah, Harry just shakes it off. And, now, uh, I was always quite curious about this, because his body is 14. Right. Even though... So he should still have the hormones. Not. So he should still have the hormones. But he still... But he has the mental agility to not. This is it's, true. He probably... His body wants to react, but, you know... He can... His... He has yeah. the control. He, yeah. That is true. It's, it's partially because the male mind has not fully developed yet at 14. Mm-hmm. And Ron pays him back in Leprechaun Gold, and he says, you do know that Leprechaun Gold disappears, right? What? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Looks like you're back to no Christmas present. Don't worry, Ron, I'll forget anyhow. And so, you know, the 
the match goes exactly the way it did before because Harry coming back in time does not affect international sports. No. Uh, Glad something's not, you know, affected. Mm -hmm. So the twins wind up with 13 galleons when they subtract the stuff they lost that Bagman didn't pay back to um, what Harry gave them. So at least they have something. The Death Eaters are here, so the kids have to go out into the woods and Ron trips over. Ron's, Ron's like... Goodness, they're all overreacting. You'd think there was a Death Eater attack or something. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what's happening. About that. About yeah. that. And Draco gives him a bad time because his feet are too big. That's mm-hmm. why he's tripping over things in the dark. And Harry's sort of waiting for the dark mark to come up, and it doesn't. And it's weird because things are different and something's mm-hmm. going on. Something's well, weird. Well, and I like, I like the fact that Draco is totally rational about Hermione in this, in this, you know, at, mm-hmm. at this point. You know, Harry's a little nervous that Hermione's a muggle-born and about the Death Eaters. And Draco goes, don't be silly. It's dark. They're drunk and they probably don't know who she is anyway. <laughs> right. They're yeah, not going to ask. There's no way to actually spot Muggleborn just by looking in the dark. She doesn't have a glowing M on her head. Muggle, muggle, <laughs> muggle. Although yeah. they'd love that if that worked. Yeah. <laughs> but Make it so easy. Uh, but I, yeah, I like that too. It's neat to see Draco actually with a brain and using it. Well, and also progressing beyond, you know, Mudblood mm-hmm. to, you know, where I might not like you as a person, but it's not that I dislike you because you're Muggleborn. It's just that I dislike you because you're Hermione. Right. Mm-hmm. And you keep beating me in classes. <laughs> yes. And you're super smart. And I have all this, you know, I have all this tutoring that my father probably paid, you know, before I, for before I came to Hogwarts and still mm-hmm. you beat me. Mm-hmm. Right. I like the author's note at the beginning of chapter 36. Wow, a guy doesn't want Percy making them tea, and all of a sudden they're a violent, insane Death Eater. Could happen. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> also, every time I try to type Daily Prophet, I will keep accidentally typing Daily Planet. Hmm. One of these days that's going to slip through. <laughs> now I want Mother the Universe. Superman crossover. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I've seen way too much crossover. It hurts my brain. Yeah, just depends. I like crossovers. People, a lot of them people, can actually so be well I, done. But, I like yeah. it when it's well done. It's just that I've seen too many of these where it's just like, eh, that does not make sense. We one of my favorites is... Yeah, one of my favorites is one... It, it's a crossover with the Avengers. Speaking of Avengers and stuff like that, we had I took Bonnie to the dog park this weekend, and there was a... Uh-huh. 11-month-old puppy there, Great Dane puppy, so big as a horse, and it was steel gray. It was the prettiest dog ever. Anything that's Thor. Oh, that's so adorable! Yeah, and it was the Thor thing that made me think of it, because Avengers and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was Thor. Anyway, So, so... Harry Potter. Speaking of fun. <laughs> Speaking of Harry Potter. Hermione is upset because Winky is a slave. And she's not paid, and this is just not right. And they're like, people don't pay house elves. This is not how it works. And mm-hmm. They do manage, Harry does manage to explain things to her a little bit and sort of go, okay, do your research and, you know, work on 
banning corporal punishment for house elves first or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And by well, the way, and, I've and, copy and this is more spew. sign that Mr. Crouch is not the Mr. Crouch from canon because he's actually quite nice to Winky and told her to stay in the tent. Yeah. He doesn't want her running around messing stuff up. Um, well, yeah, but Mr. Crouch Sr. told her to stay in the tent, too. It's just that Barty was wandering around and she had to follow him, so... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah I'd forgotten right, that. Right, no, so what, what happened All with right. that was he had... Uh, Barty Crouch Sr. Uh, had ordered her... Two different ways that co- that in this circumstances uh, contradicted, contradicted each, each other. other. Yeah, and so that's why she was one. fighting it because she didn't know which to follow. Yeah, that becomes a problem so, when you're. It does. Trying to do and not do two things at the same time. So apparently, Harry uh, Hermione's point is that Harry pays el- elf. Mm-hmm. It's like H- Harry's not exactly the shining example of n- normality. Besides. Uh, Dobby's pretty off too. <laughs> oh, Dobby. Yeah. Dobby, you're not off. Poor Dobby. Poor and Dobby. Mrs. Weezy brings in the laundry and, Mom, you gave me Ginny's new dress. That's not Ginny's dress. That's your dress robes. And Ginny's like, I wouldn't be caught dead in that. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. But Harry has. It's because, um, one of the, one of the things that brought up this discussion about house elves. Mrs. Weasley's gone off to and bought all of Harry's school things because he wouldn't have had time. And he's like, um, how can she do that? Really only serious that I should be able to get into my vault. And, mm. and Ron's like, why are you making this a big deal? She bought your stuff for you. And he's like, yes, but I already bought it from my house elf. I got my house elf to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So now he has two of everything. It's like, well, all right, I guess I'll just sell everybody my textbooks when they run out or they Lose them. Uh, and Ron, you want my extra dress robes? (laughs) And Ron's like, no, I won't take your dress robes. I never take charity. Oh, yes, 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 I will take those dress robes. (laughs) I like those dress robes. (laughs) May I please? And besides, you should see Ginny's robes. Wait a minute. How did she get those robes? She says there was a sale going on. I got it for really cheap. We will talk about this later. She's like, when? I'm going to Hogwarts tomorrow. Yeah, and somebody talks about the famous Weasley temper, and um, Harry's going, "Isn't that more like the famous Pruitt temper?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess," said Neville. "Mr. Weasley's pretty laid back." Mm-hmm. Yeah. "Mr. Weasley is." It's the Pruitts. Mm-hmm. The Pruitt blood the Pruitts. gets going. That's when we have trouble. <laughs> well, the, the Pruitts, the ones the who like all they've all experienced it through the Weasleys. But one well, isn't it like you know the Weasleys have this huge extent of family like you know they've got all these uncles and everything and on Molly's side there's no one because right. everyone got killed off during the war. Yeah, mm-hmm. poor Molly. That ain't that doesn't come from being laid uh, laid back. No, 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 it doesn't. And Bill and Charlie have gone with them to the platform, and Charlie's like, oh, "I'll see you soon." Why? asked Fred. Oh, you know. <laughs> Harry's like, are Isms? you going to be in Britain for Christmas? Well, <laughs> let's go with Something that. Like that. Yeah. Classified information until such time as the ministry sees fit to release it. Mm-hmm. Harry's like, hmm. Anyone even vaguely connected with the ministry knows this, but the Hogwarts students aren't allowed to. Mm. Well, How do you yeah. know that? And, uh, my scar. And, Can't uh, you just tell me what it is, Harry? I could, but I don't want to. I could, but then I'd have to yep. kill you. 
Yeah. You're not letting them know about the Triwizard Tournament? Uh, Luna asked. Nope. <laughs> there he said, cheerfully. What's a Triwizard Tournament? <laughs> and Neville knows what it is, but he doesn't realize it's on again. So he mm-hmm. explains to Hermione that it was this tournament where everybody kept having horrific deaths, and so they canceled it. And yeah. Didn't you hear Luna? They're reinstating it. <laughs> I'm sure Dumbledore sure has more Dumbledore. sense than that. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. We're talking about Dumbledore. Yeah. Draco knows. And then we get to overhear some of Draco's conversation about possibly going to Durmstrang and so on. And um, Hermione lashes out because she's frustrated about not being told what this thing is and is, are they really going to do this treatment and so on. Draco wants yeah. to know if Weasley's going to enter. Ron's like, enter what? You don't know? Blimey, your your father's in the ministry, and and you, three of your brothers are involved. And and what about you, Potter? You never miss a chance to show off, after all. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, probably. They're using an age line, but I know yeah. how to do it. For a few calories, I'll get you set up. <laughs> Yes, because he's figured out that the age line knows what your real age is because it didn't. The aging potion thing didn't work, so he figures he can just walk across because he's twenty-five. Yeah, (laughs) right. It's a mental connection, and he can put other people's names in too because he can just walk across. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Drago starts talking about his father being accused of being a death eater, and it keeps coming around and. All the wealthy yeah. pure buds. Every people. time someone doesn't like him, they bring back the he was an accused Death Eater thing, and a lot of people don't like him. So he's really not going to care about you know if he t- got told about the tournament a few weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. And Hermione's like, "Well, you should. It's still against yeah. the rules." <laughs> so there. Oh, Hermione, mm-hmm. you need to stop being so type A. Harry's <laughs> like, "Do you think Go- Goyle even knows how to talk?" Oh, Goyle rules! They're not crab. He's crabby. <laughs> I always thought he looked stupider. I'm yeah. sure they both know how to talk. Otherwise, Draco would have been much more surprised in book two. Ginny uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> says, Hey, Luna, do you believe in Harry's scars is psychic? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, then how do you explain how he always does everything? Oh, he's obviously from the future. <laughs> <laughs> and so here it comes out, and nobody else believes it because it's right. Luna. Which it totally is. And his scar being semi-sentient. Well, how else would you explain it, Luna asked reasonably. I don't know. So, his secret's out. But it's no one believes. No one believes them. <laughs> yep. I wonder if they'll ever actually come out and admit that and try and convince people at the end. I guess we'll see oh. you next time. We should see you next time. Have to listen. Mm-hmm. We gotta get through. So this Harry's first. looked up Dennis Creevy for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. I guess because he's just come in off the sorting. So because he tells he a story about me. knew him. Uh-huh. He's trying to get to know Colin and Dennis both better because right. yeah. he probably got to know De- uh, Dennis after Hogwarts. Uh-huh. Especially and since he feels Colin bad. Died. Dennis kind of blamed, blamed him for Colin dying. And yeah. And Colin says, this is Harry Potter, Dennis. He's probably insane, but really cool. If you ever get really bored, you'll find something exciting sure to follow. And Nick, uh, nearly headless Nick, lets it spill that there's house elves making dinner. And Hermione's like, 
House elves? Oh, no. And he's like, yeah, over a hundred of them. I've never seen one. Well, you're not supposed to. Yeah. Do they the get paid? Holidays? You're making it sound like and a Neville's union. Like, Careful. You're making it sound like how a does, union. That's how does boggers. Neville know what a, what a union is? Union is. I don't know. Grant's been teaching him. Well, his Boggart was well, talking, uh, Harry the minister was going to unionize house elves, so. Uh, that's right. That's true. That was his book. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they have this, they go over this conversation again, and Harry says, you know, baby steps. Going on a hunger strike is not going to make the house elves change, and if you mm-hmm. try and free them all at a stroke, they're just going to hate you. Um, so, no. you know. Just because none of you care about social justice. And Which is, I mean, really, in, in Harry has the the right, you know, way to do things as far as social injustices go. You know, mm-hmm. you don't. Women did not get the right to vote, you know, in one thing. No, you've you know, gotta, for, you've got to take your baby steps. Well, first it was women could own land, and then it was women had a few more rights. It's yeah, it, it everyone remembers that women got the right to vote, but you know, you really have to remember that. Every social injustice that gets corrected has to go through the process mm-hmm. of generations. Yeah. Well, and and then I like this part because Dumbledore says there's not going to be a Quidditch, in-house Quidditch match. And Harry's like, wait a minute. There's no reason for this because you don't do anything on the Quidditch pitch until the very end. So can't we have Quidditch until the end? Mm-hmm. And then I've seen another fic where they managed to do that. I don't remember if it was one we just did on here, or there's one where uh, he becomes better friends with the rest of the champions, and they all start sort of start a pickup Quidditch league between. Mm-hmm. The oh, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah that one's uh-huh. a good one. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm not thinking of a different fourth year rate ride than you are. There are a couple of them out there. Yes, mm-hmm. but. But I do remember one where he's super close with, um, at least, he's not so close with Fleur, but he's, he gets close to Cedric and, uh, Victor. And mm-hmm. they do like the, they kind of do a pickup game thing going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And Moody comes in and he leans over and whispers to the twins, can you check the map and make sure that it's really Moody? And the map says it is. Yes. And they want to know if that's a bad thing because Harry swears, and he's like, "Ah, it's unexpected." We like unexpected, says Fred. I don't. I prefer my chaos to be organized. <laughs> so Harry hasn't quite made the connections about what that means, but Moody is actually Moody in this one. Um, Moody is Moody in this one, <laughs> which means that Harry does not exactly know what's going on. No, nope. bad. Something's changed. Harry- Harry does not remember his cannon. <laughs> yeah. Barty Crouch is Barty Crouch. Just not that one. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and there are a couple other people that he could be. Yes, right. that's true. Or, or I, I remember one fic where it was, uh, Moody was Moody the entire time and it was, um, and you were expecting it to happen that way. And it was, it ended up being Karkaroff. Oh, right. yeah. Because mm-hmm. everybody suspected Karkaroff to start with, so right. now that we so, expect Moody, it could be Karkaroff. Well, I, I think the thing was that every all the readers were expecting it to be Moody, and then mm-hmm. of course it was Karkaroff because the author knew right. that everyone was expecting Moody. Mm-hmm. So again, so. we'll have to see how this one goes. But 
And here we get to the point where Harry says he knows how to get across the age line and he will uh, put your name in for five galleons for five galleons because yeah, that's how he does it. Yeah. And we, we sort of skipped over the bit where while, while he was saying, you know, we should be able to have Quidditch. We're not doing anything till the end. Uh, It's, even the Bobata and Durvastrong students coming for the Triwizard Tournament should uh, probably enjoy Quidditch, or why would they be demanding we cancel our sport? And mm-hmm. Crumb's a professional Quidditch player. And they're like, he hasn't announced about the tournament yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oops, Thunder Stealer. Psychic Scar. Psychic yeah. Scar. Yeah. And then it's you like, I'm Thunder, Thunder Stealer. Talk about- Try him, and then the door comes open. <laughs> Bang! <laughs> Which, to be fair, you know, Harry just stole Moody's uh, thunder as well. Thunder? Yeah. <laughs> the thunder of the stun- thunder stealer. Uh, Dumbledore's like, um, yes, uh, as Mr. Potter kindly told us, um, see, try was the tournament's coming. <laughs> and so... We shift on to classes, and Harry's kind of looking forward to divination because he likes uh, practicing his BS. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he and Hermione are still using time turners, even mm-hmm. though she's dropped a few of them. I guess she dropped divination, but not muggle studies, so she's still using the time turner to get to that. And Ron says, I- will you really enter me? Will you really get me in the tournament? And Harry says, well, I can't promise you'll get in, but I will enter you. Mm-hmm. And so, see, Harry could have saved all sorts of trouble had he just told Ron that he entered his name in canon and just said, I did it too, buddy. I put your name in and my name. Well, except for that he was too busy saying, I didn't do it. Well, I think the difference being that Harry in canon really just wanted to be just Harry for a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was dot like was so like, out of Ooh, a tournament! To I get to watch something for once. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nope, we turn so to we turn to divination, where Kalani asks him, "Were you born in midwinter?" And Harry says, "I personally was born in July. My scar, however, was born on December thirty first. Yes. I thought you were like your scar till Halloween. Well, yes, uh, I got it on Halloween, but it was born on December 23rd, 31st. <laughs> because, of course, he's referring to Voldemort, mm-hmm. who was born on December As, 31st. And that's not after, uh, um, and that, it, that it's not when, I think there's a typo on there, and that it's not when it was born. No, it was born on New Year's Eve. Don't you people listen? We do. <laughs> you just made no sense. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. What's that to get? My score was born. Scar was born on New Year's Eve. I got it at Halloween. Seems simple enough. <laughs> you know what? You Never know what, mind. Sir, Never mind. This will not be worth it. I can tell. No. <laughs> yeah. Except it would be totally worth it if, like, Harry explained the entire thing. Totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd have to say, you know, the reason my scar is special is because it has pieces of Voldemort in it. Uh, yeah, that would well, that I mean, wouldn't go over well. Yeah, that would not go over well. <laughs> so you're no, saying Voldemort's the psychic one? Uh, no. <laughs> so it's funny if you think about it, because if Hermione had been in this class, she would have put that together. Probably. She might have. <laughs> I don't know if she'd have. Although that she, other she may not know when Tom Riddle was born or Voldemort was uh, born. I believe that's they true. went over it last year in History of Magic. Mm, mm-hmm. That's true. And apparently, 
Harry has headed off Spew by registering it himself over the summer. Yeah. He so started a clever dusty organization to stop people abusing words. That would be SPAW. Yeah, I spelled abusing with an E. It seemed ironic. Oh, oh, oh. Smoody, how is he? Grammar Nazis? It had Harry Potter and Potter's name attached to it. Why wouldn't it? Yes. But as we discover in the next one, this is not enough to deter Hermione. She has instead registered shoe. Because she does not understand the point of acronyms. No. She was better than spew. This is true. But people, if you make it a word, people are going to pronounce the word. Mm-hmm. This is true. I mean, Hermione being, but that's Hermione being type A. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, in, in the real world, you want your acronym to spell word. You want people to say it as the word rather than the acronym. Because it's easy to remember. Yes, this is true. That's why it's the it's PETA. It's not P E T A. Right. Mm-hmm. Even or though P-I-T-A, that doesn't actually stick word. On. It doesn't actually, but but you you. That's want... how people pronounce it. Yeah, because it's yeah. got the well, it's, it's got vowels in the right places to act like a word. And and I suppose they were probably going for PETA, is P T spells pet as in animals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm sure they were suppose. going yeah, and it just got mispronounced at some point and. Down, you know, whatever. But the the point is that you know you want your an acronym to spell something because then people are going to remember your organization. Right. This is just Hermione being Hermione. It helps if the acronym spells something that is relevant to your organization (laughs) and that you actually want to say. (laughs) Well, well, if you give the house elf shoes, even if it's not spelled the right way, (laughs) it would work if it was the union for. The cobblers or something. But the cobbler elves. So we have Harry going to Moody's class for the first time. And we're doing the unforgivable. check. And he's done it so often they've started getting annoyed, so he decided to pay them every time. And so mm-hmm. now they've just started coming to him at random times. So he'll give he's them still money. Still Moody. Still Moody. Yeah, we'll see they're gonna be able to start their joke shop yet. And Moody so. also is only staying for a year because that's how you get around the curse. Right. Just guest lecture. That's how you get around the <laughs> We're going to have guest lecturers. <laughs> so we we do, he does the three curses on the poor little spiders. Poor spiders. Poor little spiders. But they, they do not get anybody. around to actually getting the, the Imperious Curse cast on them. And Harry's not sure if it's because he brought it up earlier and Moody wants to make it seem like his idea, or mm-hmm. if he's just always going to do a theory class first and then do the practical next. Right. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, Hermione says something sarcastically and Ron says, I think she's being sarcastic. And Harry says, you've come a long way, grasshopper. <laughs> Did you just call well, me a grasshopper? Like... <laughs> Never mind. Constant vigilance! Well, and I like Harry's, um, uh, Moody saying, how do you know that? Have you been talking to the other classes? Because I found out they've ruined this for you. Oh no, Harry assured them, uh, him. It's all, it's just that from what I can tell, surviving the Nevada Kadavra gives you a psychic scar. And he's made a career out of stealing every, other people's thunder. <laughs> Neville sa- said, added helpfully. Is that so? He looks as skeptical as everyone did. <laughs> yeah. Moody's BS Find me another survivor to prove me wrong. <laughs> Going off. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so now so Harry very... calls Ron a grasshopper and Moody yells constant vigilance. <laughs> Everyone except for Harry jumps to the button. Yeah. And he does have a point, you know, if just somebody yelling suddenly is enough to startle you that bad, uh, you have some work to do. Mm-hmm. And I love L- Lavender's logic here, but we're at peace. But you and don't then, know that then, for how long? Yeah. Well, uh, Lavender, you're at peace until you're at war. But that's kind of how that, that works. That is the way it works. Yeah. It's kind of one of those dichotomous, like, you know, there, it, it, there's, it's one of two states. It can't be multiple states at the same time. Unless you live mm-hmm. in our time. And that, it, it gets complicated. But generally speaking, it, you're at peace or you're at war. We have mm-hmm. Harry, Ron, and Neville doing their divination homework, making things up. Harry's making things up. Uh, he's apparently going to be besieged by stupidity of the general population at least four times in the month. And Neville says, you're not allowed to uh, repeat things. And Harry's like, oh, she won't care. I can get away with it. Easiest A ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or O in this case, I suppose. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Ron says, you appear to, or Hermione's double checking Ron's paper. You appear to be drowning twice. Well, that's a good thing Dean's a qualified lifeguard then. <laughs> <laughs> You think I'd learn after the first time? <laughs> yep. Though technically, I think if um if Rena were on this podcast, she would point out that you cannot drown. You know, you cannot almost drown. If you drown, you're dead. Yes, that's true. It's like being there is swimming dead. and there is drowning. There is not an in between <laughs> state. <laughs> yes. no. Uh. There, there are very particular, you know, circumstances which you can drown and then survive, but almost all of those, you know, involve it's paddles. M- it's more, uh, Suceration. yeah. It's, and it's more hypothermia than drowning, although you probably drown in the process, but yeah. You, yeah, you, if, if, if you get too cold and then you drown, that's, they can- Text, bring you back. Textbook wise, yeah. Textbook wise, that's that's drowning, but you can they, mm-hmm. they can still bring you back. Right. And then we've already talked about the shoe, but it's very very rare that they will bring you back. Right. I'm just mostly drowned. <laughs> and Harry points out to Hermione that people don't actually care. No. Not it's not that they don't care about shoe. It's that they they don't care enough to spell it out. Mm-hmm. It's easier to say shoe. And therefore, shoe. they will say shoe. Which is my nickname. Yes. There you go. Teacher shoe, teacher shoe. So, mm-hmm. okay, today we are recording this. It is the 8th of February. The frogs outside in Arizona. The frogs outside my door are getting so loud, I'm amazed you cannot hear them. Hmm. We should not yeah, have frogs at this time of year. Yep, nope. It, it is 90 degrees in Arizona. There are frogs in, in Shoe's backyard. And thank you. I haven't been called shoe in a while. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you said teacher shoe too many times, and now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> then we have Scott, uh, what's going on in uh, in Canada? Is everybody still frozen? Not really. It's been it's sort of hovering around freezing. So there's a lot of like ice on the driveways and stuff. So it's uh-huh. like two to five degrees Celsius, like. 
high so 30s. It's, it's 90 degrees in Arizona. There are frogs in Shu's backyard, and Canada is melting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that works. <laughs> By the way, I would like to give Sue a huge round of applause. This is the first year that she has not wished me a happy birthday on the wrong day. <laughs> I'm getting better at this. You're doing getting better at this. Um, for those of you listening, um, there there were two cats originally um, on the Puffaforma forms. And one cat was born in January, and one cat was born in February. I was the cat who was born in February. And since we are such good friends, about a you know week before other cats' uh, birthday, Sue would you know find me on Facebook or Skype or wherever I was and say "Happy Birthday," and I would be like, "Sue, my birthday's not for six weeks." She's like, "Oops, <laughs> wrong cat," <laughs> which made me feel loved. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> but but Sue remembered this year. Sue remembered. Th- it's not like I have a hard birthday to remember, Sue. I love you, but <laughs> my birthday's on a holiday. And it's not like it's a holiday that changes like Thanksgiving. My birthday's on fa- uh, freaking thanks- uh my, my birthday's on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, you know. Somebody else's birthday I know is on Valentine's Day, and it's somebody that I prefer not to associate with. So that's a hard day for me. I'm sorry. And it's, you know, single appreciation day. But we're not going to go on that topic. We need to finish this. (laughs) We might be podcasting the day after your birthday. Who knows? We will be podcasting the day after my birthday. I am putting off Deadpool for you guys. We're going to be podcasting. Aww. Okay. See how much she loves us, you guys. That's good. I like podcasting on holidays. Anyway, before Canada melts entirely, we need to finish this. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yes. Neville refuses wait, to do we, bake sales wait, for shoe. We can, we can invest in Canadian shipping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, I don't know if we have any new shipping lanes or not. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I miss Mike. I really do. <laughs> That if you're going to invest in any country, uh-huh. you should be investing in Canadian or Russian shipping. Because they're saying because of the what, the crazy weather, uh-huh. all of the ice is going to melt in northern Canada, and uh-huh. it's going to open up new shipping lanes. I have a question, though. Yeah. If, if northern Canada melts, would that not <laughs> flood the world and kill us all? <laughs> It'll flood only the coast, but there'll be new shipping lanes. Let me get this straight. You want me to invest all my money in Canadian shipping lanes, even though I'll be dead? You can you can move to Canada with your newfound money. Am I going to get warning before this happens? Is this like a seven-year melt, or is this like you wake up on Tuesday and there's a rush of water coming at you? I, I have no idea. All I know is it's happening. It's coming. All right. I, I have to just say this. Anne, in our private message here, has just said the following, quote-unquote. So I think I've pretty much established myself as nuts. I just want to say this. Compared to what you've heard in the last few minutes, she thinks she's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Harry decides he can't be a member of SHU because he wants to make he wants to uh do a tax deductible donation instead. Right. And if he's a member he can't do so that's his excuse anyway. Deductible donation. And Neville says he'll sign up as long as he doesn't have to do bake sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
How do you feel about can knitting? You imagine, can you imagine Neville doing a bake sale? <laughs> you never know. If there's enough plants involved, he might be good at it. That's true. We could dress him up as Grant and, and let him sell Girl Scout I'm, cookies. I'm I'm not even I'm not even gonna plants and bake sales. Ooh, speaking of <laughs> yeah, baking, there's that. But I have a brownie waiting for me when we finish this. We need to finish. I want to go eat my brownie. <laughs> Are we talking a brownie or a brownie? A it's a regular brownie. brownie. Although my nice. the, the new book I'm reading is about brownies, the the other kind of brownies. Wait, which kind of brownies do you have? Uh, brownie brownies? Chocolate brownies okay. with vanilla ice cream and chocolate sauce on top of them. Okay, so you're not talking about the kind that you need a medical ID ba- badge and, you know. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. I was just wondering. Nothing the only wrong. mind-altering states we have in this chapter are people being put under the Imperius Curse, so. Mm-hmm. That is true. But I just yep. can you said you said plants with the bake sale, and I was thinking, oh my yes, god! I understand where this comes from. <laughs> <laughs> there are other plants one can use in baking. Vanilla is a plant. There you go. Really, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Vanilla comes from vanilla beans. Oh, that. Well, I mean, I knew they came from vanilla beans. I just thought, you know, beans come from like bushes or plants. trees. Well, I guess they are plants. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse us while we be nitpicky here. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I was thinking like I don't know what I was thinking. I I don't even know anymore. They're not. A I am leaf. not. A, I am. I am not. Yeah, I was thinking leaves. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I knew vanilla weren't leaves. So, yeah. Nope, they're beans. You split them open and you squeeze out the vanilla bean caviar. I love that they call it caviar. I think that's funny. I did not know that. That's interesting. So we shift on to Defense Against the Dark Arts. Yes. And um, this is the one where they're going to get Imperious, and Harry's looking forward to it because he can just shrug it off for the first time and look even more badass than he did in canon. Mm -hmm. But he's told to jump on the desk, and he totally wants to do the Dead Poets Society. But nobody will get it, so he decides he better not. Just throw it off. Yeah. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Captain, my Captain. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just being so casual. They're like, does that mean he's fighting off the curse? Or did Moody just get a weird sense of humor? And apparently Luna's even more resistant than he is. She just yep. didn't even realize he'd tried to put it on her. I'm so proud. Luna's great. Well, I, I was just thinking, like, her brain is, like, so well organized in her worldview mm-hmm. that it's impervious to, like, outside it influence. It's off. just... Just yes. bounces off. Was <laughs> hanging around the outside. Yeah. Well, and you know that's the the wonderful thing about Luna is she believes what she wants to believe, and mm-hmm. you know no one can convince her otherwise. Whereas right. everybody else kind of gets corrupted by you know uh, outside influences throughout the how many books is she in? She's in. We, five, we meet five, her three. in book five. Yeah. Right, so just five and six, really. She's she's in, you know, and a little bit seven. 
but you know, no one can convince her not to live within her own world. Wait and a when does what? Jenny come? Jenny comes in one. When what year does Jenny start school? In Two, Harry's second. Luna, Luna, the character is not in the books until five. Yes, okay. because she gets introduced when they're riding the carriages, and she's the that's other one right. who can see the thestrals. Yes. Because right. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, she's in Ginny's year. What's going on here? Alex? Yeah. Harry just doesn't pay attention to Ravenclaw. No. Harry just doesn't pay attention, period. What are you this talking about? <laughs> the only Hufflepuffs he knows are the ones who trash talk him. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, and and... I think Harry gets kind of a bad rap on that one. Like, seriously, his entire, like, school career is magic. Somebody's trying to kill me. Magic. Somebody's trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or there's a mystery. <laughs> or, right. So, like, those three things plus schoolwork, there's not a whole lot of time for Harry to be noticing the other kids. That's mm-hmm. true. And we don't get any yeah, crosshouse no. things except herbology. And right. potions, I guess. Well, I mean, they're, they're, yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things of like, Harry d- has enough on his plate, everybody. Give him a hard, just give him an easy time about noticing who else is in this year. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I, I like, back to my original point, I really like that Luna has this worldview that like, is very logical in her own worldview. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it doesn't, necessarily have to mesh up with anybody else's worldview and anybody else's form of logic, which I'm sure drove the other Ravenclaws nuts. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Which is why they picked on her. Right. But no one can convince her that she's wrong, which makes her perfect to withstand Imperius. I kind of want to see that class. That would be fun. Oh, man. Can you imagine... Like all the Ravenclaws who have who have um, been picking on Luna for you know three years now, like she just doesn't even notice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, was it my turn? Oh. My turn. Oh. oh, was it my turn? Oh, sorry about that. I meant to be paying attention. <laughs> there were rock spurts in the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like my rock spurts. And- Note, wow, Luna's so awesome that half the reviews focus on her, despite her not even being in the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you gotta love Luna. You really do. So we start chapter 39 with with the other delegations arriving. This is the year with accents. Keeping track of how to write all the accents and making a mess of it, I'm sure, is going to be a nightmare, I can already tell. Let me tell you from experience, it is a nightmare. Most of the time, I don't even try. You have to have a sense of how they're actually supposed to sound, and then you can just kind of transcribe it. It's not not just even that. It it has to sound the way it's going to sound, and then you have to transcribe it to write, write like it sounds in English, but it has to make sense as an English word. Yeah. You, and eventually your brain's going, no, sort of no, I can't sprink, do this. Sprinkle in things that are different so, enough to, so, that, so you can get it, but not so much that you look at that and go, I cannot read that, that sentence. I learned I can do it for one character at a time. I cannot do it for more than one character at a time. 
No, because then they all sound alike. Yeah, yep, it just yep, it yep. gets really messed up because you have to understand for listeners out there when you're reading something, it, it it's great. Like you just read it and then it makes sense or it doesn't make sense. You have for as an author, you don't not only have to write the accent, you also have to make have to make sure that the character's voice is staying the character's voice. Mm-hmm. And the syntax and the way that they would say things and. Uh... So on. Hagrid is really tough mess. for some people because they just don't quite understand what exactly JK is doing with it. So they try and do something and it just sort of looks weird instead of looking like Hagrid. Um, yes. Chrome is another really hard one to do, I will say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Fleur apparently is uh, a really stereotypical and overdone French accent. Most actual French speakers would not sound like she is written, but. Mm-hmm. That's how she got written. So some of them sound worse. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, accents depend very much on the person, so there's that. But well, so it's, it's also it's also how well they speak English. In yeah. all honesty, and and how much chance they've had you know, to learn it, how much of a priority I, it's been I, for them. Yeah, I love my French clients, but some of them did not speak start speaking English from a very early age and you can tell. Yeah. You can really tell. Because the accent is so thick, you're just like, okay, hold on, I'm really sorry, but you need to slow down and speak up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you well, need to enunciate your words. The annoying tourist thing that some English speakers do where it's like, if I speak slower and more loudly, somehow they will understand English is really what they want other people to be doing for them. Mm-hmm. Well, so it's, it's not even, it's not even that for me. For me, it's when you're face to face with a person, you can read their lips, you can pick up on body image. When you're on the phone, all you have is their voice. Right. Yeah. So all, all I hard, have, and then the phone also takes a lot of the sound quality out mm-hmm. um, to save on um, sides of the voice transfer. So it'll cut out a lot of what they're saying and what I would be able to understand. So I have to have them slow down and speak up and enunciate their words or else I'm not going to understand a word that they say. Right. Mm-hmm. I understand this. So, anyway. And speaking of that, we have Crumb. And he is sitting at the Slytherin table, so of course Harry moves over to the Slytherin table to sort of introduce himself, but he really doesn't need any introductions because his scar is basically a name tag. And Crumb says, Harry Potter? And he says, see, I told you. (laughs) Go away, Potter, says Draco. (laughs) (laughs) I was enjoying the look on Weasel's face. Um, Yep, when he saw me talking to the Quidditch, his Quidditch hero, Crumb's like, why are you here? Well... (laughs) Hogwarts is extremely vulnerable to celebrities. Professor Lockhart, then me, and then you. Uh, what you want to do is carry an antidote to Amortentia. Do not consume anything that is either that is not either sealed or other people are already eating it. And you can't really ignore the fangirls because then it'll just make them think you're mysterious and make them worse. Uh, mm-hmm. So I advise carrying around signed photos and just hand them out. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Is Amatorch just really such a problem here? Not so much yet, but just give it some time. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I always carry a spare. I wish I was back at Derbstrang. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, and, and part of this, like, Harry's kind of smart about signing things ahead of time. Uh-huh. Because how much time do you think would have been wasted of him just, like, either having to oh, say yeah. no to sign he'd have been, or He'd have been late all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure in canon, he was times. late all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I like the opening to this next scene. I feel accomplished, Harry declared the next day as he sat down to the Halloween feast. Neville looked frightened. <laughs> what did you do this time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's convinced about three quarters of the non-Hufflepuffs. Edric will not be the Hogwarts champion, so he's going to make money. <laughs> oh, of course. But how can Cedric... Now, now. Yeah. It's Hermione says, you mean you didn't enter yourself? And Oh, I did. Ron's like, you don't believe you'll win? <laughs> oh, I'm sure I will. <laughs> but then, but Cedric... <laughs> you'll see soon enough. <laughs> you'll figure it out. So we have... Fleur, and then Victor, and Cedric, and then, is it Fred? The For Salem Witches Academy is Harry Potter. And then <laughs> the champion Sarah's for the Harry Potter School Awesomeness is Fred Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Says Fred. <laughs> Witches Academy! Ugh. Because <laughs> Harry has created the Harry Potter School of Awesomeness, of which Gilderoy Lockhart is headmaster, and Fred and George are now the only students. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I will say, even for a crackpick, this is kind of an in- ingenious plan. Because well, yeah. if Harry Potter's the only other you know student that came out of the goblet, then first of all, everyone's going to call him a liar and a cheater. Second of all, you know, everyone, you know, every Death Eater, you know, in England's going to be gunning for him. This way, I mean, if Fred and George entered and one of them got in, then it's a lot of that gets cut down. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Fred and George. So, yeah, here comes well, Lockhart. Couple pups are not impressed because the Gryffindors have two slots now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not like, it's not like Harry didn't offer to, it to everybody. <laughs> That's true. And Victor and Fleur, of course, are very unhappy that Hogwarts has all these champions and they don't. <laughs> and Harry's like, why are you surprised to see me? I told you I was entering. Crub says, I assumed you meant you were entering as a Hogwarts student. And deprive Cedric of his precious chance for glory? The Hufflepuffs would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> They all go back to the champion room <laughs> and Luna's says, there. Kill you anyway. Now you sneak two Gryffindors into the tournament. <laughs> yeah. Luna's there yeah. and, and Fleur's like, what is she doing here? If she's the sixth champion, I'm leaving. Magical contract or not. And Luna's like, no, I'm just here as a reporter. <laughs> yeah. And, and Gilderoy's there as the headmaster of the Harry Potter School of Awesomeness. <laughs> 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 and, he has, to, he has to confess that he did not win the championship of his own school. Yeah. Oh, that's because his name already came out in a different way. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dumbledore's getting in trouble, and of course Snape says, Don't go blaming Dumbledore for Harry's de- determination to break rules. He's been crossing the lines ever since he arrived here. Hey, man, this time it's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> did you put your name to in the goblet of fire? have been crossing me right back. <laughs> Well, yes, I did, but I was yes. also framed. 
<laughs> Harry, do you actually listen to yourself before you speak? You to yourself. <laughs> you did it, but you were framed? How does that work? Harry's like, very rarely do I actually listen to myself, but I put myself in his, in the Harry Potter School of Awesomeness, and that's not what I came out of. Witches? I'm not a witch! <laughs> I can't believe you never told me you were a witch, Harry. It's not Harry, bad enough. Serious. I have to be a very good. I have to be a witch, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, Sirius is so much help. Uh, mm-hmm. And the others want to resubmit their names, but it's too late. Well, and I love how they they really want to figure out how, you know, Harry uh, beat the system, and Harry's like, I really can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Can't let you know. Nope. We no. can't let you know I yet. want to make... <sighs> says it, it would feel um, too bad for... If he told if he told them, then they'd just cover that possibility, and if anybody else stumbled across it, he wants to let them. <laughs> He's pretty sure nobody else is going to stumble across the whole time travel thing, but you never know. Uh, well, and I think I feel like it's it's also one of those things of he doesn't know who's in the room and who's going to betray him and and what's going to happen at the end of the year, so we right. can't say you know the actual truth of hey man, I'm 29. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I can be in the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> I'm overqualified. Way I'm over- way overqualified. I killed Voldemort, man. Twice. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and he and Luna are just looking at each other. It's like, they're all talking about this fairness and how could this happen, and they ignore the pressing question of why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody entered him into a highly dangerous position for an unknown purpose. And then we move on to the last chapter that we're going oh, to do well. this time. And we have a reemergence of support Cedric Diggory, the real Hogwarts champion badges, which, of course, Harry's producing, I think. Except Harry himself. <laughs> yes. And, yep. uh, Harry's the one who made these this time instead of Draco. And it doesn't have an alternate Potter Stinks mode. Right. And Draco's having a field day because he's got all his scrolls of Harry and Drag, and obviously he's been a witch the whole time. Um, <laughs> yep. See, he knew it. And Luna wants to know if he's contacted Luna his wants headmaster. to know if he's got his representation. Yeah. yeah. No idea. She offers the... to for him. Yeah, well, she'd probably be the only one because he's not going to get around to it. And we have <laughs> Luna has written an article. The former Tri-Wizard Tournament, now the Penta-Wizard Playoffs, in which Victor Crumb is confused, Fleur Delacour is uptight, Cedric Diggory is compliant, complacent, complacent, Frederick Forge Weasley is awesome, and Harry Potter has a sex change. <laughs> <laughs> they planned for Ron Weasley. <laughs> Last year. Uh, I didn't realize that they came back. <laughs> In related news, Sirius Black is being temporarily placed into the London prison system because he cruelly abandoned his godson for most of his life while Sirius was living in Mallorca. What? Oh, no, because Sirius no, because Sirius has been rewriting his past. Right. No, I know. So he refuses to acknowledge that he was in yeah. Azkaban that entire time. And if you want to yeah. go to page and six... Crop, like, can I rewrite my history? No. <laughs> no. I didn't like that. <laughs> then you can find 27 uses for Jello that you would never have thought of. 29 for orange. I really orange. don't want to know about those extra two. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. 
really, I don't really want to know about oh, any boy. of the 27. <laughs> and, Man, I had, I had jaw surgery. What was it like? You know, mm-hmm, it was like, I remember. Yeah. It was years and years ago. I still can't eat jello. Mm-hmm. Way too much of a good thing. Mm. When mom had jaw surgery. Luna has actually got. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. This what, I used to <laughs> blend up the most disgusting things for her. She didn't get tired of Jello because I made mm, her really yes. icky things. <laughs> so what's Luna up to? Yeah. Oh dear, uh, she's actually gotten all but the last step of getting it changed to the Penta Wizard playoffs. She just has to get approval from Fudge, and she has a meeting with him after lunch. Go Luna! <laughs> uh, women get things done. And Harry's like, you do realize Sirius was actually in Azkaban, don't you? Not legally he wasn't. <laughs> There's no paper trail. So, since he says he was in Mallorca, he was in Mallorca. <laughs> yep. So we're sending him off to prison. And of course, Harry's friends are in various degrees of supportive. Ron's annoyed, but at least he isn't as mad as he was before because he actually got entered. Yep. And Neville's resigned. Yes, and he can direct some of his jealousy at Fred. And George so Ron's, is plotting yeah, ways Ron's both annoyed, but he's not, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, no, it, it's... I, yeah. Draco's like, how long are you going to last, Potter? Ten minutes into the first task? Hmm, that's not bad. I was hoping to finish a little sooner, but I suppose delays <laughs> can happen. <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> And so Hagrid asks him if he has any idea who put him in for the uh, tournament. And he's like, not really. My leading suspect is Barty Crouch Jr., but I just don't see how he could have done it. Isn't he dead? Oh, who even knows? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for the weighing of the wands, he gives Dobby his wand and tells him to polish it. Hmm. (laughs) No, he doesn't tell him to polish it. He tells him to go crazy. Oh, well. That's even well, worse. Well, doesn't have far to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry's already there, to be fair. Yeah. And He's late for the weighing of wands. And, uh, he says, sorry, Snape was trying to poison me. Really, says Fred? He didn't try to poison us till fifth year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. And he goes into the closet with Rita and... And she says, I'm going to use a quick quotes quill. And he said, that's fine. I'll use one too. And she's like, damn it. (laughs) Just a precaution in case the article is libel and I have to sue. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And so he consults on things. I'd prefer you use striking instead of ugly to describe my scar. (laughs) So she crosses that out and sends her after Lockhart because he's the headmaster of the Harry Potter School of Awesomeness after all and his bigger his bigger concern is why they couldn't have had a Quidditch Cup since the tasks are spread throughout the year and it's a travesty ooh, scandal (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rita, Skeeter, you never stood a chance (laughs) nope it couldn't happen to a nicer gal and he's continued to warn Cedric about graveyards every time he meets him. Um, Poor Cedric. <laughs> then they go in for the weighing of the wands. He's like, hey, Mr. Ollivander. By the way, how come you can cast spells with all these wands and I destroyed half the store when I touched the wrong one? Eh, it's because you're a minister's society. society. <laughs> he 
Chapter One, please, Mister. Harry <laughs> starts to protest, and then he realizes it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. he really is a menace to society. Oops. And of course, <clears throat> we have the the little innuendo going on. It's in fine condition. Do you treat it regularly? Polished it just last night. Harry and the twins meet eyes and die laughing. Cedric's <laughs> like, Ugh. it's a little maturity too much to ask. Hey, I'm 14, says Harry. <laughs> What's their excuse? What's their, their excuse? George. They don't they need don't an excuse. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and that's this it. This is a fun story. It is it, fun. This is great. <laughs> there are large parts of it that don't really make sense, but they actually do try and hang things together fairly well. It's mostly mm-hmm. just that Harry is nuts. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that. yeah, it's not so. It's and, not so much that Harry's nuts is nu- Harry is pretending to be nuts. Yes, he just because doesn't he just care. Doesn't what care. He, has mm-hmm. he really doesn't. At, at this point. It's kind of one of those things of, I have lived through, through you know, the school. The, I mean, this it's whole thing is a like, vacation you know, for him. Mm-hmm. It, well, and it's also like, the, it, it's this whole idea of, you know, he's watched people die and he gets to go back and, you know, see all his friends be whole and unsafe by war and death and, and, you know, all the things that come with the Wizarding War. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, that's really nice for him. And he school is easy, and, so he doesn't have to worry about that. And he's just having a great time. Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it. it's kind of like, I mean, yes, like going back to middle school would be horrible. But just, you know, go visit middle school for a little while. Mm-hmm. See all your friends and, you know, see how they were before kind of life dragged them down. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's taking advantage of it. He knows what he knows, and he's playing upon it, and he's he's using his fame for all he's worth, things they would never have done in the first place because yeah. he knows better now. And he's just having a ball, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, I, I like I mean, that he's friends with Draco, sort of, and that he talks to, yeah, they're frenemies, talks to Theodore not. And just, you know, does all these things. And he's pulling Neville up along with him, which I absolutely adore when Neville gets that little extra friendship. So. Well, and so I, what I really appreciate is he's opening uh, all these people, you know, start at point A and and go to point B mm-hmm. in canon. And, and with this, you know, the author's starting with point A. But with Harry already being, having gone through it, he knows which buttons to push. And I mean, like, Draco's at like point Q right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, he's totally sane and rational and like, he will, you know, probably become Minister of Magic. But, you know, he's, he hasn't called, uh, Hermione mud, mud blood ever. He's no. stopped calling her Granger. Like, you know, he, it, it's, he's a much more tolerant person. Of, oh, yeah. you know, of anyone. And, you know, it, it's kind of nice for Luna to be in a position where she has friends and she's under protection from Harry Potter, mm-hmm. who's crazy. So the Ravenclaws aren't teasing her nonstop. Right. You know, Ron is kind of, I feel like in canon, 
one of my largest issues with him, I, I'm kind of discovering is for so much of canon, he's not his own person. He's who he thinks everybody else thinks he should be. Wants him to be. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's, so he, he tries on all these different hats because he's just trying, he's not being himself. He's just trying on who his teachers want him to be, who Hermione wants him to be, who his brothers want him to be, who his parents want him to be. Um, and he really doesn't find himself until really, I think, after canon happens, which is true for 90% of the population. I mean, almost nobody figures themselves out when they're 17. Right. Um, so I, I, I really kind of like the fact that, you know, even at this point, Ron is solidly Ron. Yeah. He does not have, you know, the emotional range of a teaspoon. He's not, you know, slagging off her on Hermione nonstop. It, it's, he's Ron. So it's kind of, I I get that this is crack, and trust me, I read this as crack, but Mm -hmm. there are elements of it that I always enjoy because this fic takes risks that authors don't normally. Mm -hmm. Most authors won't do the work for this to be legitimately a thing. Well, even this author says, either in one of the last author's notes or maybe in the next one or so, that they're surprised this has gone on as long and they thought they'd get bored and quit. mm -hmm. I mean, you remove Crazy Harry and you put him in with like a a slightly more serious Harry, you've got a serious spec right here. Like, most of the crack Mm -hmm. is just Harry being Harry and not taking anything Mm -hmm. seriously. Like... That, and that's why I, I kind of picture this as borderline crack. Because a true crack fake, nobody takes anything seriously. Right. Yeah, and none of them would be in character, and they're all doing... And the, yeah, everyone's out of character, everyone's acknowledging the, the past timeline. Like, it, it just, it, there's no seriousness to it at all. Pun intended. Um... <laughs> With this, it, it, it's a very, it, it takes itself very seriously. It's just right. that Harry doesn't take himself seriously. So. Oh, and so that's alright. Well. It's and borderline it's crack at this point. And it's I just, fun. yep. Alright, well then, shall we say goodnight, everybody? I think we shall. And just come back next time to see the conclusion of, oh god, not again. <laughs> and the conclusion of season, season seven of Potterfic Weekly. We'll see what happens if we're going to have a season eight or not. He probably will. It's us. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's really not that unexpected if we have season eight. <laughs> yeah. But at any rate, I hope you've been enjoying it so far and come back next week for the rest. And for now, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, everybody. Same yeah, bat time, same bat channel. Bye. <laughs> So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.